Good morning. I would love for us to just give Bryant one more round of applause for his, all his help for us this summer. We love you. I met Bryant about a month ago, and in talking with Bryant, I discovered, we discovered, that I, when I was a student intern teaching music in an elementary school in Orange City, Florida, the huge metropolis of Orange City, Florida, that Bryant was there too as a student in kindergarten. So I might not be young, let's just say that. My name is Tracy Ashley, and it is the privilege of my life to be one of your pastors. And I will say that, thank you. I will probably say that every week, and I will be on my knees in gratitude before the Lord every day because of that. So I'm excited to join you, Grace Community, this family. And any time a pastor makes a new appointment, uh, we're really taught to, on our first sermon to give like a get-to-know-you kind of sermon. But in many regards, you know me a little bit. Um, you know my children. And I don't know um, if you know, but Eric's my husband. Um, you might have heard me preach a couple times. Eric and I did a pulpit swap a couple times with our churches. Um, if we are social media friends, you know that I love the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, right now I'm a little bit upset with uh, Stu, but that's all right. Um, you also might know that I have a slight infatuation with coffee. Uh, does anybody else have a slight infatuation? I mean, I'm already excited about the coffee I'm going to drink tomorrow morning. So, you know, that's not weird. That's not weird. You might know that I love riding my bike. I'm learning to do that. I'm learning, I'm learning to get stronger and faster. Uh, my goal is to be on the riding team Grace uh, by the spring. That's my goal. Okay. <laughs> good, good. Um, you have been with our family through some difficult times in the last two years, and you have celebrated with us during the highest of highs. And so in many ways, we already know each other a good bit. Um, and so because of that, today, I wanted to share something with you a little different, a little bit, um, a little bit deeper than just, I'm a coffee fan and I like to ride my bike. I want you to know what I love. More than coffee and bas or baseball and bicycles, I want you to know what I really love and I want you to know why I love it. These things that I'm going to share with you are of great importance to me and great influence to me as my life as I seek to follow Jesus, to live each day in my calling as a person and as a pastor. So here are the three things that I absolutely am bananas about. The first, they, well, they have all shaped me. They have all influenced me. They all continue to shape me, to push me further and farther in my faith. Bingo! Yeah. Oh, I forgot to remind everybody. Bingo! I want you to say it loud and proud, and uh, we'll see if you can knock me off my game, which you probably can. So, already. The first thing that I love are the sacraments. United Methodist Church, we know, have two sacraments that we celebrate, that we participate in, um, Holy Communion and Holy Baptism. I grew up as a church. I went to church before I was born. <laughs> with with my mama 
and my, and my dad and um, participated in communion and, and baptism from a young child. But over the years, they became especially me meaningful to me. Yes. Especially meaningful to me, particularly the liturgy that surrounds, that surrounds the sacraments. And in fact, that liturgy and that God's presence within the sacraments have been part of my calling into ministry full time. When I was a teenager, any teenagers in here? Wave at me if you're a teenager. When I was a teenager, I began to feel the calling of God to be a pastor, but I ignored it. I totally, completely ignored it. Um, and I don't recommend doing that because God still calls even then. I got married, I had children, and even still I could not shake that restless feeling in my spirit that God was still calling me. And so it was through the sacraments, the bread and the cup, the water, the, the confessions, the pardons, the renewed and remembered vows, God's presence in it all, and every morsel in my mouth, every drop of water that I would see on somebody. The palpable presence of God drew me closer and helped me understand what my calling would be. And so I finally said yes and decided that, or started on that process to become a pastor. But Holy Communion and baptism still move me and are still shaping me. John Wesley said that every time we get together, we should have communion with one another. And I tend to agree. There is just something about it. When we stand shoulder to shoulder or we kneel side by side and we are all offered with the elements with people that we love or... When we stand shoulder to shoulder or we kneel side by side and we are offered the elements with people that we may find to be a stranger or that we may find to be an enemy, yet we are offered the elements together as one body. I absolutely love that moment. It shapes me continually each and every time. The second thing I love is singing. I've always loved to sing. I mean, I became a music teacher for elementary school students, but um, I believe so firmly that singing is so important for us as we worship together. In the last decade or so, something has happened in our society. I don't know if anybody has ever heard of a little TV show called American Idol or The Voice, or America's Got Talent. Anybody watch AGG like we do in the Ashley family? Yeah. Well, while these shows are so much fun to watch, they are doing something to our own psyche. Those shows are telling us that we cannot sing in front of anyone, or we cannot sing with anyone unless we sound just like that. And that is just simply not true. So many people have told me, I don't, I don't like to sing in church, and so I just sort of, I stand up when it's time to stand up, or I just sort of move my mouth a little bit, because I cannot sing. And I would argue with you that that is not true. Who remembers the Christmas movie Elf? Anybody? It's like our favorite Christmas movie. Who 
remembers the scene when Buddy the Elf is trying to convince his friend Jovi to sing. See if you remember this scene. If you sing alone, you can sing in front of other people. There's no difference. Actually, there's a big difference. No, th no there isn't. Wait. I'm singing. <laughs> I'm in a store and I'm singing. I'm in a store and I'm singing. Hey! There's no singing in the North Pole. Yes, there is. No, it's not. We sing all the time. No, it's not. Especially when we make toys. See? I love it. I love it. And I love the look on Jovi's face, right? Like, what is this guy doing? But when people say that I cannot sing, it just simply isn't true. We are made, our bodies are made and designed to do that. Our bodies and our souls are created for it. In fact, studies have shown that we have so many positive psychological effects from singing. It releases endorphins in our body, much like when we exercise. Um, it helps our, our mind and our emotional state. It lowers a level of anxiety and depression. But my favorite data on singing is this, that something wonderfully beneficial happens when we sing collectively, when we sing together as a group. Something happens to us, not only to our own individual minds, but something happens to us collectively as a group. And that is we form strong bonds with each other. Singing is so important. We are reminded in the words of the song and in the melodies of, of scriptural truths about God, about us. We are shaped collectively by praising together. Different songs mark the church seasons and cycles. There are times when we need to come together and we need to pour out our souls in, with a song of lament. And there are many other times when we need to come in here and just blow a roof off this place because of the joy that we experience from knowing Christ. And we need to do this together, together as a group. When we experience Christ in the midst of our words and our voices together. Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not thy compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever wilt be. You sing the next part. Ready? Great is louder. Even louder. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto thee. I love singing. Because there in the midst of it is Jesus. There in the center of it all is Christ the Lord. The third thing I love is community. We are created for relationship. We are created to engage in life with one another. 
We weren't meant to just do it in a vacuum. We weren't meant to do it all on our own. We were made for it. We are wired for connection with each other. I remember when Eric was uh, the director of children's ministries at Hyde Park um, United Methodist Church in Tampa. Hyde Park is a very large church, and I remember my first few Sundays of being there. I just would get there, and I would feel awkward. There were so many people, and I didn't know one. Well, I mean, you know, except the Ashley clan. And so what my role was, was I volunteered in children's ministry, and I led a group each Sunday morning of about 50 first through fifth graders, leading them in a worship-style setting. And so I was getting to know the kids a little bit here and there um, over that first couple months. But I was still feeling not connected to this big church, to this community, until one day, we were getting out of the car, walking across the big campus, and from way across the courtyard, I see a, a hand frantically waving, and it's a child, waving, waving, waving at me, and calling out to me, hey, Miss Tracy, waving frantically at me. And in that moment, that became my home. Right then, I had found my place. That exact moment, because somebody knew my name, and somebody was glad to see me. True community is like that, where people are glad to see us, and we are greeted with love. A true community is always, always safe. A safe space where we can be just exactly who we are. No masks, no cover-ups, exactly who we are, a safe space to be that person. True community is always safe, but it is not always comfortable because in that place where we are fully loved and fully accepted is also a place where Jesus is shaping us and molding us and changing us and stretching us and bending us. Always safe, but not always comfy cozy. And that change within a community is done certainly individually, but it is also done collectively. When it's done well, the whole group is shifting and moving and changing together. I love community where we all have a place and we all have a purpose from the youngest friend to the oldest. There are many other things that I love, but these are my big three. But here is my why. At the heart of all of these things, the sacraments and singing and community, at the dead center of it all is Jesus Christ. For some time now, a handful of years, I have been completely taken, completely bananas for Psalm 103. I love the whole entire psalm, but I'm going to share with you the first five verses this morning. They are, they're, they're captivating to me. And this is my why. It gives the list of the reasons for what I love. It calls them in the psalm benefits. And so 
I'm going to ask this morning, would you stand right by your chair? And let's stand up. I want you to um, look for the benefits of knowing Jesus Christ. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and do not forget all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquity? Who heals all your diseases? Who redeems your life from the pit? Who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy? Who satisfies you with good as long as you live so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. This is the word of God for the people of God. You may be seated. So um, I would like for y'all to read that with me one more time, except for I would like children and youth and anybody else, really, who would like to shout out the words that are in, in bold, I think they're in bold pink letters. Would you shout those words with me? Here we go. Ready? Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and do not forget all his benefits. Here we go. Who? All your iniquity. Who? All your diseases. Who? Your life from the pit. Who? Will you with steadfast love and mercy? Who? with good as long as you live so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Yeah, that's the sweet stuff. And that is my why. Because we have a Savior, Jesus Christ, who offers all of these things to us and so much more who forgives us and heals us and redeems us, pulls us right smack dab out of whatever pit we may find ourselves in. And crowns us with love and crowns us with mercy and satisfies us with good things. And in all these things, we are made new, like children, Boys and girls, did you know that this psalm is holding you up as an example for us, the grown-ups? This psalm tells us that the Lord is going to help us to be like you, to be like a child. Because sometimes, boys and girls, us adults, get a little hardened around the edges, a little crusty around the edges sometimes. And we need to be renewed again, perhaps taken off and perhaps rinsed in the water, taken off and dried out and given food for the journey. taken out, dried off, set up straight, and crowned with love and mercy and compassion and forgiveness, renewed again 
and again. Renewed like children who dream and wonder and ask questions. Renewed like children who trust and hope and believe. This is what makes our faith soar like an eagle. All of these benefits are found right there in all those things that I love. I have found forgiveness and healing and redemption and love and made to be full of God's goodness and the bread and the juice and the water. In the midst of singing a song shoulder to shoulder, in the midst of community serving side by side and playing together, I have found Jesus leading and teaching me to offer those things to all other people, no matter what. Just as he's done for me a million times over. Friends, the overwhelming love of God, the never-ending love of God, shown to us in the person of Jesus Christ, is absolutely everything. And so, as we go forward together as a church family, I want to know what you love. I want to know what scripture are you bananas over. I want to know your whys. I want to worship with you and serve with you, and play, and sing, and laugh with you. I want to be by your side in hard times, and I want you to be by mine. I want you to be by ours. I want to grow in faith with you. I want to grow in faith as we together seek to be more and more fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. I'm already crazy about you. And so I'm thankful and so, so proud to be one of your pastors. Let's pray. Oh, Lord, as a church family, we bless your holy name. We are thankful for you. We praise you. Lord, we absolutely adore you. Guide us and change us to be more and more like you. Connect us, Lord, through sacraments. Connect us, Lord, through singing. Connect us, Lord, through community and in all the other ways that you bind us together. Thank you for your overwhelming love for each and every one of us, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. stand and sing together. I'll follow the songs. Spoke a word, you were singing.
Let's sing that with all we got. There's no shadow on night up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me.
imagine there's a lot of food still left. So if you're still hungry, I am. I'm going to get a plate. And so um, if you want to stay and linger and talk, and I'd love to love to meet you. I'd love to meet you again. Please forgive me if I'm going to ask your name over and over for a little bit. And, and I'll tell you mine. And let's, let's do life together. I want to learn from you. I want to grow with you, connect with you, serve Christ together in all the ways that he's calling us to do that as Grace Community. In all the ways. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.